Okay, so we're going to go through this really quick. Um, give him a big hand. It's fantastic. Um, I really, honestly, all I want you to get from the day is Oreos. That's it. That, that's the whole deal, okay? So you got note sheets, right? Um, I'm going to talk to you really quick. I'm going to give you the big idea, and then we're going to get out of here. God, I love to hear y'all worship. Man. We are... Um, I'm going to say something that just right off the top that's going to make all the, um, oh, y'all are, man, they're, they're ready to go, aren't they? Look at them. They're like, I got it up. Give me the three blanks. We're out. They're ready. Um, I love, I'm going to say something that's going to make two-thirds of you really mad. I'm going to make the firstborn, how many of you are firstborn in your family? Okay, raise your hand. How many of you are last born? You're the baby, you're the princess, you're the drama queen, and you get everything you want. Well, you can tell, you can tell which one I'm not, can't you? <laughs> um, listen, um, when, it comes, when it comes to um, what we're studying right now with the helper, I want to make sure you understand this, okay? Um, you, have your, you have the beginning... You have the end, and you have the magic in the middle, okay? So where's all my middle-born children? Yeah, right? See, we're the magic in the middle. Um, what I want you to get out of today is this. Very simple, very simple. And I don't want to be too simple, but I want to make sure you get it. I'm not an athlete. I've not done a lot of sports, um, but I know this. As a coach... Probably the most important time of the game is halftime. You, you get to go into the locker room. You get to exhale. And if you're a good coach, you get to make adjustments. You get to refocus your team on the game plan. And so what we've been studying in the helper is this. We've been studying a lot about what the Holy Spirit does. And we've been studying a lot about that personal prayer language. It's gotten really heavy, really intense, really quick. And then we're going to start studying about Corporate gifts, like what does God do in the body? I've already mentioned one, that the drawing that Will did. There's one. Um, believe it or not, when you give testimonies, that can be a, a corporate gift. Um, when you feel like you, we prayed together in, in groups of 21 or 40, I couldn't tell. Um, but we prayed, and believe it or not, people that might have prayed out, out loud or maybe louder than you would have prayed, those people might have the gift of intercession. There's all kinds of gifts that operate in the body, right? And so in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, whether you know it or not, Paul wrote an Oreo cookie. Chapter 12 is one side of the Oreo cookie, it's the wafer, and chapter 14 is the other side, it's the wafer. And what we've learned about the gifts is this, just like that wafer, they're crunchy, they're a little crumbly, they're a lot messy, right? Um, now, we had really good eaters up here. I was, if I'd have had you adults come up here, we'd have had like crumbs in beards and stuff. And like you would have known it because you can't feel it. You've just been walking around with stuff in your beard and your wife would never have told you. Or your husband if you're a woman that has a beard. I don't know. Um, but chapter 13. Chapter 13. Now we're not going to talk a lot about these wafers because we've been talking about the gifts. And we'll finish this, this series talking about gifts. But let's just talk about the middle. Let's talk about the cream. Chapter 13 is the cream of Corinthians. Chapter 13 is what holds the whole thing together. You can, you can look these, um, 
these verses up online. I was thinking about, um, I'll give it to you in just a second. I was thinking about things that happen in the middle, right? Um, we already mentioned halftime. You got the seventh inning stretch, which isn't really halftime, but it's close. Um, what about this? The dash in your timeline. You, you have a birth. You will have a death. Those are important, but man, it's that middle, right? What about middle earth? Can we have one? All right, let's move on from that. I thought you'd have more there, but you were like, yeah, and everybody else was like, what a nerd. And they, they actually, everybody else was like, I'm glad I just did that. <laughs> so let's talk about the middle, the middle of the Oreo cookie. Okay, Paul says this, as he's leading into 1 Corinthians 13, he's been talking about the gifts. He's been talking about what can get crumbly and messy, what's really good, but it needs something else. And he says this, now I want you to seek in a more excellent way. This is when all the middle children go, I know it. I knew I was special, right? <laughs> and then on the other side of 1 Corinthians 13, as he's coming out, he says this, and now remains faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, all the middle kids are like, I know where you're going, Love, the middle, the middle. Now, why is that so important for us? Why is that so important for us? Because here's your big idea. With the gifts, when it comes to the gifts, love is more of a filling than a feeling. Love is more of a feeling than a feeling. I love what God's doing in our church right now. I love that I stand on the front row during most of the worship sets going, oh, God, what do you want to do? I love that. But if I'm honest with you, it's a little bit unnerving. It doesn't always feel good. And so what, what does love do? What is, why is Paul saying, man, why do you need to have love? Because love fills the gap. And there are gaps. We, we want to romanticize the gifts, right? So we say this. Well, if a church is moving in the power of the gifts of the Spirit, there's so much unity there. Bull. No, there's not. I know churches that operate in the gifts, and there's no unity. Because all they have is a wafer on each side. And they can't get it together because they don't operate in love. That's the important part. And if Paul says it, doesn't he? He says, if I have all the faith to move mountains, but I don't have any cream filling the gap. I got nothing. If I can speak in tongues of men and angels. I love how Paul says that, right? Because we've, we've had our minds blown with the idea that we might could get in a closet by ourselves and pray in an unknown tongue. Paul's like, dude, if I could do that and all the other stuff too. If I could pray in tongues and have a gift in public, but I don't have cream in the middle to hold it all together. I got nothing. This is what matters. Because with the gifts, love is a feeling, not a feeling. I mean, I'm just blitzing through it. You can look this up later, okay? I want to just real quick jot these scriptures down. I want you to see what love is. 1 John 4, 8 and 16, it's revealed by God. John 3, 16 is generous. For God's love the word he gave. John 15, 13 says that love is sacrificial. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says that love motivates us. 1 Peter 4, 8 says that love is a covering for sin. Here's a great one. Jot down Proverbs 10, 12. Love covers all offense. 
Now, you would say amen, but the people that didn't come to church today because you ticked them off, they didn't, they didn't get to hear it, right? Man, if there's ever an organization that's full of offense, it's the church, right? But love covers because what does love do? It fills the gap, right? It says, well, I don't like the way you used your gift. I don't, I don't like the way that you sound like you're talking with King James when you say, thus says the Lord. Well, I don't either. But I'm going to go ahead and squeeze some of that goodness in the middle there and just love on you. And just trust that that's going to fill the gap, right? Well, you came over and prayed that I'd be healed and my back is worse. Don't you ever touch me again. Well, that's just too wafers that can't get along but man there's a gap there right here here's the gaps there's a gap between realizing and materializing i don't mean to sound new age but all i mean is this we're starting as a body to realize that there's gifts of the spirit um i'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand but i i would i would guess well over 70 percent of our church is, is just hanging, I don't mean hanging on a bad way, but just we talked about wrestling last week. We're just like, our minds are just like, are you kidding? Like, that stuff can happen? We're starting to realize what's in the Bible. We're starting to realize, like, this stuff can actually happen. But there's such a gap between realizing it and materializing it. Like, we see it in Scripture, but we're not seeing it quite yet. So there's a gap, right? Some of you, um, we've been asking you to submit questions. And so we're getting questions that go like this. Uh, so I'm praying asking God for the gifts, uh, like, uh, what's the ETA on that, right? I don't know. I mean, I shared with you Wendy's story last week. I mean, it's four years, right? I know people that have six years, seven years, a whole lifetime. We, in our, in our, in our community group, we were talking about a lady that I know really personally. She, she received the gift of a prayer language like months before she died. I don't know what the gap is, but do you see there's a gap? And what are we going to fill that gap with? Frustration? Working hard, works for theology. No, we're going to fill it with love. Paul says, seek the more excellent way, and it's love. Love fills the gap. I know this. If I wait on God for months, years, decades for a gift, I'm waiting on a God who loves me, right? He fills that gap. There's a gap between discovery and mastery. And we, we say this all the time. This is one of our core values here. We're a teaching church. We value ministry training. If you were at the well last night, you, you would have seen me stumbling through the keyboard, and right next to me is Hunter, who's leading on the guitar. First time Hunter's really done that, right? So we value that, and there's a gap between discovering the gift you have and mastering the gift that you have. It means that we squeeze some of that in there and say, hey, I'm going to love you anyway. Give it a shot, Right? It's the difference between Will drawing that and me drawing stick figures, right? We give each other grace and time to fill that gap. That's what love does. What do we learn from Oreos? We learn this. Everybody has a different way of eating them. Um, I am a, a twist and pull, and then I like to bite right in the center and slide that part out. And I chew on it. And then, and then, what I like to do is just throw it. That's what I like to do next, right? I just like to throw that cookie as far as I can. And then my daughter picks it up and eats it. Yeah, yeah. That's how we roll at the Jenkins household. We got the five-minute rule, baby. 
Everybody's got different ways to eat it. We were talking about this at home, and Wendy's like, what if you don't like the middle? Some people love the gifts, and some of us love love. The people that love the gifts can't stand people that love love because they're all ooey and gooey and mushy. You can't even, like, hold, you can't even figure out what to do with them. The people that love love, they're like, stop using your gift. Let's just all love each other, right? It's got to go together. It goes together. It makes a body. So when you start using your gifts, it can start to cause a little bit of division. Paul knew that. But he said we pour love into that. Love is more of a feeling than a feeling. And my prayer for our church as we go forward is this. Colossians 3.14. That's the one verse that we'll read. And then we'll pray. Kids, y'all been fantastic. Aren't the kids fantastic? Yeah. 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 They didn't even run out and say stuff like I go to the bathroom or nothing. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Some adults did. I saw it. Colossians 3.14 says this. And over all these virtues, now he's talking about compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness. Does that sound important? Does that sound important? Yes. Mm-hmm. Over all these virtues, put on love. Because love binds them all together in perfect unity. Love does what the middle of that cookie does. And when you, when you ignore that, we're not going to be any good to anybody. So, halftime for our church. I don't think we're just halfway through the series, but it's a pretty good stop. Stopping point for us just to say, look, to this point we've learned a lot about the wafers, right? We've, we're thinking about it. We're wrestling. We're chewing on the wafer. We're wishing we had some milk. And now we just got to kind of stop and go, okay, God, where are we? I'll tell you where we are. We're in the locker room. We're halfway. And, and Jesus is our coach, and he's saying this through Paul in Corinthians. He's saying, hey, pretty good first half. Not bad. Not bad. But don't forget the game plan. And the game plan is this, man, choose love. Choose the more excellent way. Love one another. You're going to go back out. You're going to start fighting again. You're going to use the gifts. You're going to kind of rub each other wrong a little bit because you're learning. You're discovering. You're mastering. You're developing. And why you do that, man, let love fill the gaps. Don't wait to feel it. Just let it fill the gaps. Give love. Receive love. And let me bind everything together in perfect unity. Love is more of a feeling than a feeling. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for what you've done in this place today. Um, it's just been fantastic. Just to be in your presence, to, to listen, God, to what you're saying to the church. To sense your, your spirit as we worshiped. To know that you are, you've driven home today from, from the first testimony through every song through everything we talked about just now, you have driven home love. And not like this gushy love that's just, that doesn't have anything to stick to because love isn't love if we don't have someone to love. But God, you're driving it home to us in this church, in this body, as we grow in our understanding of gifts. God, I just pray we'd walk out of the locker room today just pumped about what's coming next because we remember now. This is an Oreo. And it can be crunchy on the ends, but in the middle, what holds it together, Colossians 3.14, is your love. And we choose this morning 
not to wait until we feel it. We choose intentionally through our words and our actions to fill the gaps in this church with your love. In your name, Jesus. Amen.